0: The doctrine of the Incarnation is the central doctrine in Christian theology, from which all other doctrines flow. The person whom the disciples recognised as God among them, became the Saviour who brought God's purposes to a climax, was identified with the Creator who had shaped his life to be for humanity from the very beginning, and became the source of the Holy Spirit who empowered the life of the Church. Søren Kierkegaard offers a parable to clarify the nature and purpose of the Incarnation. A king fell in love with a humble maiden. He considered how he might woo her. If he were to court her with the trappings of majesty, she might love him for the wrong reasons. Yet if he were to dress up as a person of her own class, her love, if it came, would be founded on deceit. Thus he must become a person of her own class if he was genuine in his desire to win her heart. For Kierkegaard, the idea that Jesus only seemed to be a human being but was really a veiled form of God all along, an idea known as docetism, misses the point entirely. But Kierkegaard goes almost too far the other way and seems to suggest Jesus lost his divinity in becoming one of us. Here's 16th century German composer Hans Hassler's version of the crucial words from John's Gospel, the word became flesh. From the beginning, the early church affirmed that there was still only one God. The fact that Jesus had been both God and human did not mean either that there were two gods, or that Christ was simply a temporary mode of God's existence, and thus that heaven was empty while Jesus walked on earth until he ascended and returned. The doctrine of the Trinity emerged as theologians articulated that God fully lived in Jesus, but when Jesus died, God did not cease to be. Meanwhile, Jesus, while undoubtedly God, was just as much a human being. Between the fourth and seventh centuries, discussion raged amongst theologians of East and West over how Jesus could have a human nature and will, and also a divine nature and will, while still being one person rather than two. The Chalcedonian definition of 451 preserved this understanding of Christ. It said Jesus was truly and fully human, fully and truly divine, yet remained one person. The Hypostatic Union names the way Jesus has both a human and a divine nature, but within one person. Here's the late 16th century Slovene Jakob Handel's counter-reformation setting of a 14th century carol of Christ's birth. There have always been challenges to the Chalcedonian understanding of who Jesus is. The most pressing contemporary challenge is from a feminist perspective. How important is it that when God took human form, that form was male? If Jesus was fully human and yet a man, does that mean that women are an insignificant or derivative aspect of full humanity? If, as many early theologians asserted, the unassumed is the unhealed, can a male saviour save women? For much of the church's history, the maleness of Christ was by many taken for granted as essential to the character of divinity. This view is much less common today, and the character of Jesus' full humanity is more often found in his complete trust in God and his identification with the most estranged and excluded groups in society. Here's Francis Poulon's 1952 madrigal portraying Christ's birth in Childlike Innocence.